somebody has gotten enough and heard enough and you've been exposed to enough that if you walked out the door right now you've already had a good spiritual meal the presence of the Lord is here I feel him in the atmosphere God's going to do something great in somebody's life on this day praise God for your miracle right now Hallelujah. We pray for the brother of my dear wife, Lady May Blake, Dr. Welton Lawrence, who served in the past as principal of the West Angeles Christian Academy and was a part of the life of our church. He pastors in Detroit, my father-in-law's church. He is serving that church, the East Grand Church of God in Christ. His wife passed on the other day, Sister Joyce Lawrence, and the family must travel and go and minister to him and be with him this week. And so pray for us as we go and comfort our dear brother. I know the Lord's going to bring him through, and I thank you for your support and for your prayers. Pray also for those who are traveling to the Women's Convention in Baltimore, Maryland, the Convention of the Church of God in Christ, 10 to 12,000 women will be gathered in Baltimore this week and will be worshiping the Lord. I'll be sharing on Friday night, and so we invite all of you to pray for the people of the Lord as we worship the Lord uh, together. Now would you stand for the reading of the scripture? Going to Esther chapter 4, verse 14, getting in the spirit of the women's convention. Esther chapter 4, verse 14. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. That you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. 
Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan. Fast with me, neither eat or drink for three days and nights. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. Take your seats, please. Say to your neighbor how to stay at the top. Tell your neighbor on the other side how to stay at the top. In preparation for this message, I was making some notes with my favorite fountain pen. I'm kind of old-fashioned, and I sometimes like to write with fountain pens, and I have several fountain pens and prefer them to these newfangled ballpoint pens. By the way, my penmanship is almost as outstanding as my magnificent physique. I mean, it's great. It's so great that my wife, May, during our courtship, used to take my letters to her friends and ask her friends, what did the writing say? I think she just wanted her friends to see the letters that I was writing. Even now, I sometimes hear the staff outside my office asking one another for help in understanding my writing. But you know, great writers don't come very frequently. I was writing some preliminary notes for this message. And I have two Mont Blanc fountain pens that I can fill one with ink and then move to the other one without having to refill it again. But each time I touch the paper with my main pen, the ink flows freely, evenly, perfectly. And when the ink supply is exhausted, rather than losing my momentum by having to stop and refill my good pen, I grab this other pen, and without having to fill it, I can continue my work. But when I touch the tip of the pen to the paper with this second pen, many times nothing comes out. I have to shake it and hold it just so, and when it does write, the ink may cease in the middle of a word. It will not fulfill its purpose, and it won't give up the ink that I place in it. And if the ink dries inside the pen, it'll damage the pen even more. So I end up frustrated. I empty that pen, lay it aside, and I pick up my top pen, my favorite pen. I fill it with ink again, and it works just perfectly for me. And as long as that main pen works so well, it'll always be on top with me. Now that's at least one of Esther's secrets 
of staying on top with God. Esther had been carried to the top by the miraculous providence of God. It was a series of miracles that caused her life to be filled with blessings and with privileges. But in the text today, she is informed of the possibility that God had a purpose in what he had done for her. You look toward your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God has a purpose in what he has done for you. And God has a purpose in what he has done for me. Esther 4 and 14 reads, Yet who knows whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. There was a man by the name of Haman who hated the Jews. Haman had launched an evil plot to destroy Mordecai and to destroy all the Jews. And Esther the queen was the only Jew close enough to the king to exert any influence on the king. And when she understood the purpose that God had blessed her for, she was willing to sacrifice everything, including her life, to fulfill her purpose. This is my main point today. Esther was able to stay at the top because she was willing to sacrifice everything, including her life, if necessary, to fulfill her purpose. In Esther 4 and 10, the Bible says that the Lord, that Esther spoke to Hatash and gave him a command for Mordecai. Mordecai had written her and said, listen, we're in trouble and you've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And so Esther answered back, said all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. And if he holds out the scepter, then you can live. But yet I have not been called to go to the king for these 30 days. And in verse 16, she sent to Mordecai, told him to gather all the Jews who were in Shushan. Fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days. I'll fast also. And then I will go to the king even though I could be killed for showing up in the king's chamber without being invited. But she said, if I perish, I'm just going to have to perish. And in Luke 9, 22, Jesus lets us know how committed he is to us. Esther was committed to the welfare of our people. But Jesus said in Luke 9, 22, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and raised the third day. Here, Jesus shows, like Esther did, his commitment to the relationship that he had with God. He said this relationship 
It's going to cost me my life. And I'm willing that this be the case. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So he says here, if I am willing to die and give up everything for you, then you've got to be willing to do the same for me. Listen, when two people say to one another, I'll take a bullet for you. I'll do everything I can to enhance your life and to enhance our relationship. When they say that to one another, they have reached the zenith of commitment. That relationship takes on a power and a unity that is awesome. And with that kind of commitment, there is nothing that either will not do or give to the other. Don't mess with folk who have that kind of relationship with one another. And a person says this to God, God, I love you so much that there's nothing I will not do or give to you. Then all the power of omnipotence is at his disposal. That when God finds a committed person, there's nothing that God will not do for that person. Now, don't, kind of, don't try to hinder or to interfere with a person who has this kind of relationship going on with God. Don't envy them. Don't try to compete with them. And for God's sake, don't work against them because if you work against them, you're working against God himself. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Somebody's in love for God. Somebody's committed to God. You better help them out because God is helping them out and God is going to come against you if you try to block them. If they love God, all things work together. I just came to tell you today, if you love God, if you're committed to God, God is working things out for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, God is working things out on your behalf. Come on, clap your hands and give praise to God. Jesus is looking for somebody to enter into a mutual commitment relationship with him. The rich young ruler in the Bible did not understand this, and he missed out on the beautiful relationship that Jesus intended to have with him. Mark 10, 17, Jesus was coming down the road, and somebody came running to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do? that I may inherit eternal life. And Mark 10, 21 says, Jesus, looking at the young man, loved him. This was not somebody Jesus was trying to get rid of. Kim used to try to get rid of fellas who were trying to get on her good side. And she'd tell him, well, you call me back. He'd say, when can I call you back? She'd say, well, oh, maybe in a month or two. She wanted him to leave her alone. Martha, too, was a long time. 
But Jesus was not trying to get rid of this young man. The Bible says Jesus, looking at him, loved him. So Jesus saw in him the fiber from which he could weave a tremendous life. Jesus saw great potential in him. Jesus was drawn to the young man, but he could not come into relationship with the young man if the young man did not have an understanding of what that relationship was supposed to be. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, one thing you lack, go your way. Sell whatever you have. Give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And then this young man was sad at his word, verse 22, and went away sorrowful, for the Bible says he had great possessions. The young man was told to give 100%. Amen? Go and sell what you have. Sell everything. Come follow me, and you'll have treasure in heaven. And the young man went away. Jesus did not stop him. He allowed the young man to go his way because he was not willing to give 100% for Jesus Christ. I wonder how the Lord feels when we won't give 10%. I don't want to pour cold water on your spirit. But Jesus allowed this young man to be lost because he would not give 100%. And I'm sure that he's not kidding when he tells us, I want you to give the 10%. The tithe is holy unto the Lord. All you tithers, clap your hands and praise God. And verse 28, Peter said, Lord, we would left everything to follow you. And Jesus answered and said, there's not one who has left house our brothers, our sister, our father, our mother, our wife, our children, our lands, for my sake and for the gospels that will not receive one hundredfold now in this life houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecution and in the age to come eternal life. You cannot beat a promise like that. You'll receive one hundredfold in this life and in the life to come life everlasting. Anybody want to go to heaven today? For the most part, we fail to comprehend the intensity of the relationship God wants to have with us. And we miss out on the full joy of our communion with the Lord. When you really love the Lord, you'll read his word. When you really love the Lord, you'll pray. When you really love the Lord, you'll give to his work. When you really love him, you'll tithe. When you really love him, you'll worship him freely. Nobody have to, have to, ought to have to make you praise the Lord. The praise ought to be on the inside. If you love him, you'll tell others about him. You'll find joy in him. You'll be filled with the Spirit, and you'll want the power of God to work in your life. When you love him, you'll obey him. I said, when you love the Lord, you will obey him. And you love going into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So I, I want to repeat my first point. Esther stayed at the top because she was willing to sacrifice everything, including her life, if necessary. We see the Islamic militants terrorists 
who are willing to blow themselves up in an airplane, in a bomb to destroy their own life, trying to kill somebody else for their God, Allah, for their faith, for their religion. If they are willing to die for what they believe in, how much more should we be willing to live for what we believe in? I can't get no help in here. Come on, tell your neighbor, if they're willing to die, we ought to be willing to live for what we believe in. But now let me go to my second point. My second point is, we need to understand that God can bless and use somebody else besides us. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God can bless and use somebody else instead of you. I don't know how you feel about it, but it seems to me that God had two plans that worked for the deliverance of the Jews. Plan number one was that Esther should be the agent of their deliverance. Plan number two was that Mordecai should be the means and the agent of their deliverance. Notice if Esther had refused, God had already set things up for Mordecai because Mordecai had saved the king's life. Two men were plotting to assassinate the king. Mordecai found out about it and he let the news be known to the king that these two men are going to try to kill you. And he saved the king's life and the king was able to rid himself of these two men. And so one night the king was in his palace and the record had been read to him and Mordecai, it was found out that Mordecai had saved the king's life. The king had forgotten about it and failed to remind uh, himself of what Mordecai had done. He had not had a celebration for Mordecai. But Mordecai had saved the king's life. Now, when Esther was told to go before the king and to let the king know that that that, that Haman was going to try to destroy the Jews and that he was going to try to take their lives, the king called Haman and said, listen, I want you to do something for Mordecai. Mordecai saved my life. What I want you to do is have a parade for Mordecai. Get the best horse, the best chariot, the best robe, the best ring, the best crown. Put them all on Mordecai. Let Mordecai be paraded through the streets saying, Thus shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor. And so the king was waiting for the next morning for the first aid that came in, that he could send that aid to have that special parade and celebration for Mordecai. And Haman was the first guy who came in the door. And the king said, Haman, I want you to have a parade for Mordecai. Now Haman was building the gallows for Mordecai. The next day or so, he intended to hang Mordecai on the gallows. And so he was about to hang the man whom the king said, I want you to have a parade on his behalf. <laughs> Hallelujah. Haman was mortified. He did what the king said, took the robe, horse, chariot, put Mordecai in the chariot on the, on the back of the horse and proclaimed in the streets of the city, thus should be done for the man whom the king delights to honor. Mordecai went on back to the king's date gate, but Haman hurried home, told his wife what had happened. Honey, 
I was about to hang the man whom the king delights to honor. And they began to tell Haman, man, when they find out about what you intended to do, if they find out how much you hate the Jews, your life is not worth anything. You're going to be destroyed. Your life is going to be lost. So Mordecai warned Esther and said, listen, Esther, you got to do this. If you don't do it, I've already got a good relationship with the king because I saved his life. But you've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. I want you to go before the king and tell him what's going on. So Esther said, listen, I will go, but y'all have got to fast. Y'all have got to pray, and if I perish, I will perish. But I know God has an alternative plan, and what God has in store for me, I'm going to do the will of the Lord. They can tell your neighbor, neighbor, God won't, if you won't let God use you, God still has somebody else. To do the job. In the book of John, chapter 15, and verse 2, the Lord Jesus said, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. But every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit. And in John 15 and 5, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and he's withered. They gather them and throw them into the fire. But if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. And this is my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Come on and clap your hands and praise God. So Jesus wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to bring forth. So if you want to stay at the top, understand that God does not have to use you. He can use somebody else. Is there anybody here determined to be used of God? You determine that God's going to make you everything that you can be in the name of the Lord. Well, I got a third point. My third point is when God positions you and enables you to do a thing, that should be taken as God's command that you should do it if you want to stay on the top. Tell your neighbor if you want to stay at the top, when God commands you to do something, you should do it. When you come face to face with your purpose, you really should do your thing. You should maximize your potential. The Bible says, unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him will they ask the more. Listen, you are blessed above thousands. God has been so good to you. God has taken you higher than you've ever dreamed you'd be able to go. Now when God says, I need you now, you ought to be there for God to do whatever God would have you to do and to bring glory to the name of the Lord. Clap your hands and give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And so the king, impressed by and impacted by his memory of Mordecai, had set Mordecai up to do it. But now it had been the will of God that Esther should have done so. And God commanded that she should do what was the will of God 
of the Lord. But the apostle Paul also came face to face with his purpose. For in Acts 26 and 19, he said, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but having obtained the help of God, I stand this day witnessing to small and to great. Whatever God told me to do, I did it with all my might. And so my child of God, if God brings you face to face with your purpose, do it with all your might, that God might be glorified. Point number four, if you want to stay on top, don't get proud about it. Somebody gets lifted up in their role, in their position. They're lifted up in their hearts because they think they're so great and that God just had to have them. But don't get proud. Tell your neighbor, don't get proud. In Daniel 4 and 30, King Nebuchadnezzar got proud and he got lifted up. And he walked out on the wall of the city of Babylon and said, Is not this great Babylon I build for a royal dwelling for my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. But while the word was coming out of Nebuchadnezzar's mouth, God said, Nebuchadnezzar, you're proud. I built Babylon. I made you great. I gave you power. I gave you a right mind. I gave you treasure. But don't take my glory. You can have my blessing, but not my glory. Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind. He went down on his knees and began to eat grass like an ox. His fingernails grew out like eagle talons. He lost his sanity. And it was only when he looked up toward heaven and said, God, I'm so sorry. I tried to take your glory under myself. But Lord, I give you glory. I give you honor, I give you praise. You're the one that made me and not me myself. I've got to praise you. What I am, you made me. What I know, you taught me. Where I am, you brought me. Come on, stand on your feet, everybody, and give praise. Give praise unto the Lord. Don't get proud. Don't get lifted up. Always praise him. Always thank him. If you want to stay at the top, don't forget God. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Never, never forget. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, the Lord has been so good to me. I'll never forget. Hallelujah. The Bible said when you drink from wells that you did not dig, live in houses that you did not build. Hallelujah. Beware lest you forget the Lord your God that brought you up. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the Lord has been so good to me. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. If you want to make it to the top, forget the top. Just serve the Lord. Just love the Lord. Just praise the Lord. 
Come on and praise Him. Hallelujah. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, for them who are the called according to His purpose. Get in God's purpose. Get in God's will. God will work it out for you. Tell three people the Lord will work it out on your behalf. Praise Him. Praise Him. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Don't reach for your own benefit, for your own welfare. Just put your hand in the Lord and say, Lord, I just want to praise you. Lord, I just want to love you. Lord, I just want to live for you. Take the world, but give me Jesus. Jesus! Glory! Glory! The Apostle Paul said, I made up my mind. Whatever I've got to give up, whatever I've got to do, wherever I've got to go to serve the Lord, I'm willing to do it. I'm determined that nothing shall separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Come on and praise him. So Hammond had his evil plot in mind. He decided to build a gallows, a gallows on which he was going to place Mordecai and all of the other Jews. He was going to destroy him. But God interrupted his plan. Child of God, folk may come against you. They may try to destroy you and bring you down. But I just came to tell you God has interrupted their plan. The plan they'd had to hang you would be the gallows that will hang them. I see you walking in power. I see you walking in the might of God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, everything is going to be all right. Grab them by the hand. Say your enemies have tried to bring you down. But everything is going to be all right. Come on, let's praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Esther said, I'll go before the king. And if I perish, I'm going to perish. She got up that morning, put on her best dress, looking real good. Walked up into the king's chamber. The king looked out. Normally anybody that he did not invite would be killed. But Esther came without a reservation. That's what we hate to hear. Go to a restaurant and they say, do you have a reservation? And if you don't, you can't get a seat. We're overwhelmed by the crowd. But Esther came into the king's court. The king looked out and he saw Esther. He was mesmerized. When a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies be at peace with him. The king said, come on in. He extended his scepter. Esther went in, and over a period of about two days, she finally told the king, king, you got a man named Haman. 
He's trying to destroy me. He's trying to destroy Mordecai and all the people of the Lord. You know, Mordecai saved your life the other day. Now the time has come for you to save his life. Haman fell out on the floor, bowed down before the king, had the nerve to go climb up on Esther's bed and reach out to Esther and say, Esther, have mercy on me. The king looked over and saw Haman climbing in his wife's bed to ask for mercy, to ask for forgiveness. And the king said, hang him on the gallows that he built for Mordecai. Hang him because he's opposed my glory and my will. Hang him because he tried to kill the one that saved my life. I just came by to tell you, I know folk have put pitfalls in your way. I know they've tried to block you out, but hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, gonna be all right. Tell your neighbor, all right, gonna be all right. All right, on your job, all right, in your home, all right, in your body, all right, in your mind. Yes, yes, yes. So Haman was killed. Mordecai was elevated. He became the prime minister under the king, the vice president of the entire nation because he was committed unto the Lord. Esther became also a leader in the kingdom so that Mordecai was right under her and everything else was under Esther also. Listen, if you love God, if you make up your mind, Lord, I'm going to serve you with all my might. Lord, everything I can do to bring you glory, I'm going to do it. I just came out to tell you, it's going to be all right in every area of your life. Come on and praise the Lord. Raise your hand and say glory. All right. There are three people, it's all right. All right. Hallelujah. Come on and praise it. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in the room right now. The Holy Ghost is here to give you power. For the Bible said you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I don't know how you feel about it, but I've got power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight any enemy for God and me. I am a majority. I've come back to tell you, God is going to work it out just for you. Tell your neighbor, God is going to work it out just for you. Let me praise God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. If you need a miracle, you need God to do something wonderful in your life. If you need a turnaround in your finances, in your health, I just want you to walk down to the altar. Let's praise God for bringing you out. God is. God is going to work it out. God is going to bring you out. Tell your neighbor I'm coming out. Oh yeah. Oh praise him. Da 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 da. Shakobahasa. Shakobahansin. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. I feel healing. Yes, 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 yes. Healing. I feel the healing power of the Lord in the room right now. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Somebody's getting healed. God is opening a door for somebody. Take just one little short step. Take one little short step, take one little short step, and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I just walked into my miracle. Come on and praise him. It's done. It's done. Hallelujah. When I count to three, I want everybody with one voice to again to thank and praise God for the miracle you need. Whatever you've asked God for, believe God's going to do it and give him advanced thanks and advanced praise. One, two, three, praise him. Praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for setting free. Thank you. Opening up the door. Thank you. Bringing me out. Bringing me over. Thank you. Thank you. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. In the name of Jesus, pull it down and give God praise. Hallelujah! I send somebody being healed right now. The healing power of the Holy Ghost is right here. God just lifted you up before him to make you a miracle and a testimony to tell men that God is a healer. Receive your deliverance. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus, lay your hand on your chest and say, Lord, I receive it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for my miracle. Right now, it's yours. 
It's yours. It's yours. Lord, I receive it by faith. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Praise him again. Praise him again. Praise him again. Tell three people it's done, it's done, it's done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be healed, be delivered, be set free. You may go back to your seats with the miracle in your hand, the miracle in your life. As you go back, praise God. Tell people around you, I've got my miracle. I've received my miracle. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, nobody exit, everybody remain, everybody remain until the close of the service. Nobody exit. If you want to be saved, either stay at the altar or come to the altar. I want to give your life to Jesus or to sins forgiven. Come here now. Receive it, my daughter. It's yours. It's yours. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be healed, be delivered, be set free. In the name of Jesus, come on, saints, praise him, praise him, praise him. Hear the cry, hear the cry. In the name of Jesus, sister, 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 sister. It's time to stop crying now and to begin to praise God. It's done in Jesus' name. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. How many of you believe you've got it? How many, how many of you believe you've received it? If you receive it, shout in the name of Jesus and give God praise. Come on, let's praise Him. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, help me shout about my miracle. Help me. $100 in your hand. 
If you can do this, do it. While the anointing of God is in the room, so that seed implanted in this wonderful vineyard, the Lord's glory, the Lord's honor. $100, if you can't give 100, then do your best to give a 50 or as much as you can possibly give for the support of God's work. What God has done for you is invaluable. How many of you are claiming your healing right now? Hallelujah. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Let faith arise in your soul. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. He will touch you and make you Those who will give at least a hundred dollars in the offering, please stand. Rise and yield one hundred dollars. Stand all over the room. Let faith arise. Rise and yield. I couldn't give a hundred, preacher. And I'll do the best I can. I'll give 50. You'll give $50 or more, Sam. I'll give 50. I'll give 50. I want everybody in the house to give at least a $25 gift. If you cannot meet the level of these other gifts, then give the best gift you can. Stand all over the room. Hallelujah. All over the room. Rise and be healed. In the name of Jesus, he will touch you.